This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Welcome to the Violet Dawn podcast for Thursday, April 29th. U.S. equity futures are rallying across the board. So the NASDAQ futures are up about 1%. That's 107, 137 points. S&P futures are up about 65 basis points. That's about 27 points. And the Dow futures are up about 36 basis points. That is about 124 points. So outperformance in the NASDAQ driven by earnings last night from Apple and Facebook and Qualcomm. Uh, mild underperformance in the Dow, but Stocks are higher across the board in the U.S. Major European indices are trading up about 25 to 40 basis points overall. And Asia generally finished higher across the board, although the gains were relatively mild and Japan was closed. So starting from the macro going to the micro today, um, on the macro, again, it's very quiet. This whole week has been very quiet as far as incremental macro news is concerned. Obviously, there have been a lot of big events. So you had Biden's speech last night. You had the Fed yesterday during U.S. trading. Um, as far as Biden's speech is concerned, it was a fine speech. Um, but in terms of what the market really cares about, there was no new information. So again, the market is very well aware of what Biden is asking for. Um, this whole build back better plan has two components to it. The American jobs plan, which Biden has already unveiled, and then the American family plan, which he's been unveiling over the last couple of days. Um, in total, the, that spending is about $4.3 trillion. It also includes about $4.3 trillion of incremental taxes. Um, you know, I have a whole write-up today about how I think this will all play out um, in terms of where rates will settle out. Um, in terms of corporate rates and then individual rates. I don't think the White House will get anything close to what it's asking for. Um, the Democrats are very divided on this subject right now. They have yet to reach a consensus as far as how they're going to move forward. They have extraordinarily thin majorities. They need 100% in the Senate. They need nearly 100% in the House. Remember, Pelosi can't afford to lose more than two Democrats right now um, in the House, and they obviously can't afford to lose anyone in the Senate. Um, they are parts of the Democratic uh, parts of the Democratic Party in the Senate are holding bipartisan talks with Republican. Um, you have Manchin and other centrists like him um, expressing um, wariness with certain pieces and costs of the American uh, Family Plan. You have other Democrats, not just Manchin, coming out um, and speaking critically of the capital gains tax hike numbers that Biden has been proposing. So, again, I have a whole write up today. I encourage you to read it. Um, but again, there's you know, there's still a long way to go as far as um, bringing this uh, tax and spending plan to fruition. Um, so again, that is on fiscal policy on the monetary fo policy front. So the, the message yesterday from the Fed was very much status quo. Um, you know, Biden, I'm sorry, Powell sees no reason to shift um, the messaging around either quantitative easing or rates. However, the point is approaching when they were they're going to start laying the groundwork for tapering. Um, I don't think tapering will happen until later this year, November or December. But uh, remember, Powell said he wants to provide ample notice to markets. So, you know, he continues to insist that he's not even thinking about thinking about tapering. Um, you know, he's going to start thinking about thinking about tapering. So you're going to have the GDP report comes out in a couple of hours. It's going to be very strong for Q1. You're going to have the April jobs report next Friday. That's looking like another blowout of 900,000 plus ads. And then he'll have one more jobs report. So two jobs report by the June meeting. Um, and that one's likely to be strong as well. So on June 16th, um, 
you know, there'll be an accumulation of evidence suggesting that the Fed is on its on track to make kind of quote unquote substantial progress on its goals, which was a prerequisite for tapering. Um, so again, I think on June 16th, you're going to see the conversation start around tapering. You're not going to have tapering actually occur then, but that point is approaching. Um, and I think you're seeing markets kind of start to appreciate that more and more. Um, so that's the Fed. Um, already talked about monetary uh, fiscal policy. Nothing all that incremental in terms of COVID is concerned. You did have the CDC come out overnight um, and provide more clarity on when U.S. cruise industry can resume. So they're talking about by mid-July. Um, you know, the CDC has been relatively vague about when they're actually going to permit U.S. sailings to begin. I think most people assumed it would be some point in the second half of the year. So mid-July, mildly encouraging for the cruise industry. Um, you know, again, I would just point out that a lot of these stocks, especially the enterprise values on these stocks, have already recovered to the pre-pandemic level. So just keep all that in mind as far as chasing some of these reopening names higher. Um, but in general, again, re- U.S. reopening very much on track, vaccination numbers, all those things. You're, you're um, you know, making enormous progress to put the pandemic in the rearview mirror. It's just a question of what's priced into the market. And I think a lot of that already is priced into the U.S. market. Um so no major economic numbers to really go through today. Those are kind of all the big macro themes. Again, I have a lot more detail in the piece today. The main focus, again, is on earnings. So the 24-hour starting last night, so Wednesday night into Thursday night, that will be the peak 24-hour period as far as volume of earnings reports is concerned. The numbers yesterday out of the U.S. were spectacular, so huge upside reports out of Apple, Facebook, Qualcomm. Um, there were a lot of other reports. I have details on everything in the piece today. Um, but again, just a very healthier uh, evening of, of earnings. You really didn't have any major disappointments aside from perhaps eBay. The guidance for June was a little underwhelming. And then Ford, which had blowout results for Q1, but management is incrementally more cautious on the impact of semiconductor shortages. Um, and so that's kind of weighing on, on their outlook a bit. So that that hurt Ford last night. And it's also hurting European auto stocks a lot today. So the European auto index is off over a percent this morning. A lot of that has to do with just concerns around how the industry is going to um, is going to be impacted by this, you know, a semiconductor shortage that seems to be growing more pronounced, um, you know, as we speak. So that that's kind of the auto angle. Um, on uh, Facebook, has seen the biggest upside move this morning so far. Now, again, it's very early; volumes are late, but Facebook's up seven percent. Apple is not climbing as much as one would think, given the magnitude of upside. So it's up actually less than three percent right now. Um, you know, part of that has to do with I think investors are just skeptical about the company being able to sustain the type of numbers it put up in the March quarter. Um, the call management talked about how the sequential decline in revenue from the March to June quarter will be larger than normal this year. Now, again, a lot of that has to do with the fact they're coming off a much, much higher March quarter base. But they also said how they will be impacted by component shortages as well, and that's gonna that's gonna hurt them to an extent. And that was. You know, Samsung said the same thing last night. So clearly, the semiconductor shortages are, are a huge issue for corporate America. Um, you know, Apple's earnings are so the Apple's earnings estimates will still be heading higher across the board today. But that's one issue, kind of tempering the upside in that stock. And I think that's one complaint people can make about earnings in general. You've had these blowout spectacular numbers. Um, and you're not seeing really a commensurate increase in stock prices, suggesting that you know a lot of this perhaps is already priced in. Stocks are somewhat fatigued, et cetera. Um, you know, so that is one complaint people are legitimately making about this earnings season is you're seeing these great results, but the stocks aren't nearly aren't moving nearly as much as you would think. Um, so again, a lot more detail uh, on US earnings last night, just quickly for European earnings. Um, 
you know, some of the big upside highlights today. So all these stocks are rallying in Europe right now as we speak. Airbus, Nokia, Smith & Nephew, Standard Chartered, Unilever. Nokia is leading the way up over 10% on its report. Um, you didn't really have any big blow uh, blow ups in Europe. So no real major disappointments. NatWest Bank, the old, the old RBS um, is getting hit on its report. That's probably the only one. Um, otherwise, again, generally healthy reports, but you could also, again, say in Europe too, you're not really seeing the types of upside as, as one would expect, given how strong Q1 earnings have been. Uh, so that is everything for today as far as news is concerned. Again, there's a lot more to go through in the piece today, just quickly on the calendar. So for macro news, you're going to have Q1 GDP out at 830. Um, you know, this number obviously gets a ton of media attention. Um, it gets a lot of political attention. It's not the most critical economic figure as far as the market's concerned. Um, you know, it's somewhat stale. It's kind of this amalgamation of a, a variety of different imp- inputs. Doesn't provide the best insight into how growth is trending right now at the moment. But you will see that at day 30. Um, you know, the street's modeling up about six and a half percent. Whispers are for um, an even better figure. Um, you know, I think much more important will be the the weekly jobless claims that hit also day 30. And then next week's jobs report on Friday again, which is expected to be very strong. Um, on earnings, you have another very busy day. So the big ones out this morning, um, Baxter, Bristol Myers, Caterpillar, Comcast, Dish, um, Kraft, MasterCard, McDonald's, Merck, Northrop Grumman, all out in the morning. After the close today, you have Amazon, Gilead, Skyworks, Twitter, Western Digital, um, and many, many more. So that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.